I invite you to remain standing as tonight we read from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As we acknowledge the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as we hear these holy words. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. Now in the same region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. O oh Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word for us this evening and work your will in our lives. Amen. In the winter of 1914, in Europe, as the First World War raged on, something extraordinary would happen that would be called the Christmas Truce this true story of an event that took place in the middle of the First World War. As German troops hunkered down in their respective trenches, fighting the British and the French soldiers on the other side on Christmas Day, suddenly and dramatically, the German troops produced a crudely made Christmas tree that they set outside of their trench for the British and French to see. Shortly after that, they raised up a sign written in broken English. You no fight, we no fight. Sometime later, the French and the British lifted their own sign that said, Merry Christmas. These 
who were fighting each other recognized in the moment the extraordinary day in which they found themselves right in the middle of a war. Then something happened that was unimaginable. All of a sudden, British, French, and German troops exited their respective trenches and started walking toward each other with no weapon in hand, shaking each other's hands, collecting the dead that were lying on the ground, and together burying the dead. They sang Christmas carols together. They took photos with each other. And then their respective officers called them back. They returned to their trenches to continue the war. Can you imagine for just a fleeting moment in the middle of the First World War on a cold winter day that suddenly and dramatically because of a simple sign that said, you know fight, we know fight, and a simple sign that said, Merry Christmas, that suddenly these men who were out to kill one another would stop at least for a moment and recognize humanity on the other side. A simple act, a simple gesture, would at least for a period of time bring about sudden and dramatic peace. Sometimes it is the simple that has the most profound impact. Certainly it is regarding the king of kings being born into the world. His parents, Joseph and Mary, were very simple people. Joseph was a laborer. Mary was extremely young and she was with child and they were not even married. And as Mary would have more than likely ridden on a donkey, they find themselves in a remote village, a simple village called Bethlehem. They're looking for a place to stay. Mary is soon to give birth. But there is nowhere for them to stay except in what we would call today a barn. Can you imagine the circumstances in which Jesus Christ, the King of all kings, is born into the world? amongst the stench of animals and their waste, hay lying around, who knows what else, scurrying around on the ground. It's such a simple place, a simple set of parents, the simplest of conditions, no fanfare, no parade, no public declaration, the most unsanitary of conditions in which a child could be born, and it is in that moment that God comes into the world in flesh as a tiny newborn helpless baby. It is just that simple. It couldn't be any simpler. Now, when we think about the world in which we live today and tradition, we know that when someone who's in a position of a power is recognized, usually lots of money is spent, tremendous amounts of hours are put into the effort. For example, in the United States of America, when a new president or a second term president takes the oath of office once again, hundreds of thousands of people descend upon Washington, D.C. 
tens of millions, even hundreds of millions of dollars spent on security and parties and festivities and worldwide audiences watching this big event as the new president or a second-term president up to this point has put his hand on a Bible and sworn allegiance to the nation. It's a big deal. They're the most powerful person on planet Earth. Think about the coronation of King Charles II earlier this year. Hundreds of millions of dollars spent on that. Billions of people watching from across the world. The British military in force. Helicopters flying overhead. Jets leaving streams of red and blue behind them. Everybody's celebrating all the parties, all the big events. Of course, it's the coronation of the king. It couldn't be any more complicated, any more detailed. Contrast that with the king of all kings being born into the world. It could not have been any simpler. Scholars tell us that when scripture reminds us that there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night, that means they were homeless men. So you have homeless men invited to witness the celebration of the birth of the Christ child in the world in the most simple of conditions. Homeless men, uneducated, dirty, stinky men who worked long hours. Nobody aspired to be a shepherd. And God invites them to witness the greatest birth in human history. These simple people leave to tell the world that he has been born. Everything is so simple about the birth of Jesus, and yet he is the most profound human figure who will ever walk the face of the earth. He is the life-changing force. He is the reason we are here tonight. So I think it's important for us to remember sometimes that some of the greatest gifts we could ever receive on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or any other time of the year are sometimes the most simple of gifts that leave the most profound impact on us. When I was a little boy, I have three siblings, a sister and two brothers. When we were young, every year Christmas was the same in the Robbins house. Every year, my parents would find a way to find out what we might want from Santa Claus. And we were more than willing to tell our parents what we wanted Santa Claus to bring us. And then in turn, we would ask the same question every year to my parents. Mom and dad, what do you want from Christmas? We had no money. We were little kids. But somehow, mom and dad would find a way for us to have a little extra money to buy them a gift. And every year it was the same. Every year, my mother would say, oh, listen, I tell you what I want more than anything else. If I could just have a can of Lysol and a wooden spoon, that would mean the world to me. And we would get so excited. We knew what mom wanted. And dad would say, you know, my face is just kind of raw. If I had some Old Spice aftershave, that would be perfect for me. And every year was the same. Mom would load us up and take us, now some of you are old enough to remember these, to a five and dime. You all know what that is, right? Now you younger people, it's like a small Walmart is what it is basically. <laughs> and my mother would wait outside and she'd give us money and she had no idea why she was taking us to the store. But she took us to the store. She had no idea why we were going in. Why are y'all going in? And we 
played along because we believed her. We would go in and we would ask somebody to help us. And lo and behold, we would find a wooden spoon, but we always had to get a pair. They never came by themselves, but we would get a wooden spoon or spoons and we would hunt and someone who obviously knew we were already coming into the store would help us get a can of Lysol put it in a nice little sack for us, and then we would find Old Spice aftershave. We'd put it in there as well, and we'd walk out to the car, and we'd get in the car all excited, and my mother would say, what did y'all do in there? Oh, no, Mom, we can't say a word. It's our secret. And then we would go home and crudely wrap those simple, simple gifts. And if you looked at the wrapping, you would go, that's got to be a wooden spoon, a can of Lysol, and Old Spice. It's got to be. What else could it possibly be? And we'd put it under the tree, and we'd be so excited. And when we would open up our gifts, we were more excited to open up our own gifts first. After we opened up our own gifts, it was time for mom and dad to open up theirs. And we would just get so excited, and they would open it up, and my mother would just be over the moon. She would spray the Lysol in the air. It smells so good. I'm so excited. I never dreamed y'all would get me this. We got it every year for her. I had no idea you would do this for me. That's wonderful. And I have a wooden spoon. I got to go make something. My dad would say, I got to go shave right now. Anybody want to watch me shave? I'm so excited. And we were just so thrilled. And I can tell you, if my mother were alive today, and my dad would say, the greatest gifts they ever received were the simplest gifts they ever received. A wooden spoon, a can of Lysol, and some aftershave. Sometimes we make this time of year so darn complicated. We spend this enormous amount of time trying to work up an idea of what everybody wants when they already have most everything they could ever need. What we all really need is the simple gesture of love. Just like 2,000 years ago when this newborn baby was born into the world with simple parents in the simplest conditions. And human history would be changed forever. The king of all kings. And the lowly shepherds are the ones that get to tell the whole world first. Think about how God planned all of that in the simplest of ways with the simplest of people offering the most profound loving message anyone could ever know. So we claim that for ourselves. In the year 1818, in a simple little church in Austria, as they prepared days ahead of time for their Christmas Eve service, the organist said to the pastor of the church, our old organ has finally broken. We will not have organ accompanying our music on Christmas Eve, but I have a guitar if we can figure out how to play some of the hymns on guitar, the simple pastor said, listen, I wrote a poem a couple of years ago that I think you could put to music with a guitar that we could sing on Christmas Eve. So in a simple little church in a simple little village in Austria in the year 1818, that night on Christmas Eve, for the first time in human history, Silent Night, Holy Night was sung. 200 years plus later, we sing it. And we look forward to it every single year. Just a simple little song, actually a poem that a simple little pastor wrote, with a simple little guitar accompanying it, 
it would be something that all of us look forward to every single year. Sometimes the simplest of things have the most profound impact. So this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, you look for the Christ child in the simple. Oftentimes we believe it has to be monumental, overwhelming. More than likely, the Christ child will come to you in the next 24 hours or so in a simple handshake, hug, meal, conversation, whatever it may be. That's how God started this with that tiny little baby, and that's how God continues it to this day. You all, it's just that simple. Hallelujah. Amen.